0: Welcome to Sea of Fire Ministries with James Myers. Today, James discusses Christ's ascension, which is sadly perhaps the least considered work of Christ to be considered in the church. You can find more information about our ministry by visiting us at seaofire.org, or you can view James's latest videos on YouTube at Sea of Fire Ministries. We hope this message serves to strengthen and build up the church. Let's pray. Father and our God, we thank you for this day, we thank you for your abundant providence your true grace today as we consider the ascension of your son you re- really taking him up to your right hand father I pray that you give us grace give us wisdom and you fill us with your spirit we might see and hear and understand your good word we ask this in the name of your son Jesus Christ amen Right, so another slight disclaimer for those who aren't here. I'm not feeling all that well, so forgive us, forgive me for some sniffs and coughs, should they happen. But God's strength is made perfect in our weakness, so I trust in His providence. So we are going to start. We're going to consider the ascension of Christ today, and it's really Him being taken up. We we call it the ascension, but He was actually literally taken up. Now. Sadly, I think this is one of the least considered works of Christ in his ministry, in his time, in his salvific work. We consider the incarnation. Everybody kind of celebrates that. We celebrate and we we discuss his earthly ministry. We consider his crucifixion. We consider his resurrection. And we consider his return. Many people. And God willing, we will consider that next week. However, his ascension isn't all that much considered by the church. Uh, you know, we do have an Ascension Day, just so you know. It happens 40 days after Easter. This year is going to be May 9th, so we'll, we'll celebrate that, um, because this is where he's going for his coronation. He is returning to the glory of his father, which we'll, we will consider. However, this is his coronation. This is his investiture as king, to sit at the right hand of God, to rule and reign forever. So another, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. However, remember, he had told his disciples, it is expedient for you that I go away. Interestingly, because we're going to consider mostly the Gospel of John, uh, interestingly, like the basically the first half of, the, of the, John's Gospel, it's Jesus telling the people, the Pharisees, everybody, why he's come. Why he's come, why he was sent. And then, kind of the second half, is telling his disciples and the Pharisees, which we'll consider, that I'm going away, I'm going away. And he starts to tell his disciples why. And we're going to consider some verses regarding that. So, we have many verses to consider today, so I just kind of want to jump to it, but again, the, the, the ascension is imperative, is imperative, and we'll see why. Okay, so in in john's gospel in chapter 8 verses 20 21 through 24 it says then jesus said to them again the pharisees i am going away and you will seek me and will die in your sins where i go you cannot come so the jew said to him will he kill himself because he says where i go you cannot come and he said to them you were from beneath i am from above you are, from, you are of this world. I am not of this world. Remember, he had told that to Pontius Pilate. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now, if we jump to chapter 13, verses 31 through 35, Christ basically says the same thing to his disciples, but in a different context. Definitely not that you're going to die in your sins. However, so and this is right after... He had cleansed the disciples' feet. He washed the disciples' feet, and he sent Judas out to betray him. Okay, so just after that is where this, this this happens. So when he had gone out, Judas, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified. He's saying this now. Now the Son of Man. Now it's time. Now it's time. My departure is. It's time for my departure. It's time for my crucifixion. It's time for my resurrection, and ultimately, it's time for my my ascension. Which again, we are going to see. But he's saying, now that now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. This is really pointing to the ascension. Let's just remember that and recognize that. Little children, he's telling this to the disciples, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So we're going to see in these verses what Jesus is doing is basically encouraging his disciples, encouraging for the, all the believers until his return, this. A new commandment I give to you. I'm going away. I'm going to return to my father, basically. He doesn't say that specifically here. He does later. However, I'm, go- I'm going away. Where I go, you cannot come. Just yet, anyway. Because we'll see that also however he's saying a new commandment i give to you basically you love one another just as i've loved you just as i have loved you i am going to send the spirit and you will you will be indwelt with the spirit on high to be to reflect me do this by loving each other and all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another okay now let's go to the first four verses of chapter 14 let not your heart be troubled we've considered this you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you to prepare a place for you i will come. and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself that where i am there you may be also and where i go you know and the way you know and that's when thomas says we don't know where you're going how do we know the way However, what the most comforting part, I think, I find in this passage is, if it were not so, I would have told you. If the fact of the matter is that you will just perish in death, or that you will, be, you will come spiritually, and so why would there be any need of a mansion, and so forth? Why would I need to go prepare, prepare, prepare a place for you if you're just a spirit? If you're just some non-body, bodiless spirit... If it were that way, I would have told you, but I go, I'm going to prepare a place for you. This is one of the reasons for his ascension. If he did not ascend, if he did not return to his father, he would not be preparing a place for us. He goes to prepare a place for us. In his father's house are many mansions, many places, a house specifically for each one of us, you know, Susie, or whatever, you know, Jesus is telling, you know, the angels, hey, Susie really loves teddy bears, I don't know, (laughs) she really loves the forest, she really loves princesses, so let's have a tiara ready for her, you know, she's gonna have a crown, but let's make it, like, really, you know, a tiara, I think it's a tiara, right, the female crown, thank you, Uh, right, so, but but i want to prepare this specifically for her specifically for him specifically you know he's a race car driver i mean we're not gonna have cars so i mean as far as i know but you know i I want this to be his the place that he would make for himself if he could kind of a thing i want to make i go to prepare a place for you and you and you all of us each one of us he goes to prepare a place for us not just together individually, so that's why he goes in chapter 16. And we'll uh, again, I just want to read these to point forward to the ascension. We'll consider him being taken up, and then we'll consider some. Uh, Some Old Testament verses, mostly New Testament verses, alluding to this. So chapter 16, verses 19 through 22. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him when he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourself about what I said? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Because he had just said that, okay? Most assuredly I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Remember, they were absolutely in anguish. They were despondent. They were bes- beside themselves in absolute agony once, once he was crucified. Remember, they, they found it hard to believe that he, was resur- that he had been raised. He wouldn't, they wouldn't accept the testimony of anybody. They were full of sorrow and Jesus Christ is saying, you are going to be full of sorrow, you're going to lament, you're going to be in agony, in absolute sorrow. But, you know, but soon your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. Right? It's it's a struggle. You know, her hour has come. She's full of sorrow. She's full of turmoil. She's full of pain. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Now, that's also about the resurrection, but essentially, it's also it's specifically about His ascension, so that He can send the Spirit from on high for us, for all of us. Okay, now I really just want to consider um, John chapter 20 verses 11 through 18 briefly, and then we'll go to back to chapter. Um, Seventeen. This is when Jesus appears to Mary outside of the tomb, right after he was raised. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Let's remember that. Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, did not know that it was Jesus. We've talked about, sometimes it just wasn't so clear. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? So Jesus asked the same question. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Again, Jesus knows. But he's asking her. He's penetrating her heart she supposing him to be the gardener said to him sir if you if you have carried him away tell me where you have laid him and i will take him away jesus said to her mary he calls his sheep by name and he said to her mary and she turned and said to him rabboni that is to say teacher it's hebrew for teacher or rabboni Jesus said to her, this is key. Jesus said to her right after he was risen, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. So do not cling to me. I know you would love to just hang out with me right here forever. do not cling to me that is not why I'm risen I'm risen to be ascended to return to my father okay so your job now is don't cling to me and go tell your brethren go tell your brethren that I'm risen just like all of his disciples all of his brothers and sisters in, in him must go to the ends of the earth to fetch those who are his to the sh- shepherd. Okay? Now, chapter 17. And we're just going to kind of use pieces of this. Uh, verse 1 through um, verse 5 first. Jesus spoke these words. This is his high priestly prayer. Remember, we read through this, but this is his high priestly prayer. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. See how it's reflective of kind of what he had already said? that your Son may also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was." So he's saying the hours time the hours come. This is what we we've been anticipating for all of eternity. That's why the, 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 the gospel is basically the intersection, it's the crossroads of eternity. The hour has come. Glorify yourself in me that I might glorify you. But now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. He's returning. He's returning back to His glory in the ascension. Okay, First, starting at verse 9. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be as one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world right now, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world. We are not of the world just as i am not of the world i do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one they are not of the world just as i am not of the world sanctify them by your truth your word is truth as you sent me into the world i also have sent them into the world and for their sakes i sanctify myself that they may be all, they they also may be sanctified by the truth I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So from generation to generation until he returns, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. He loves us just as much and like he loves his own son. Again, he sees Christ when he sees his people. What What a tremendous blessing. Father, I desire that they also whom you have gave me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. So this is Christ's high priestly prayer just before he goes to the cross, just before he's raised. And again, briefly, One reason he was ascended, which we'll consider, one reason why he was ascended was to be our high priest, to intercede for us, which we've talked about, to intercede for us, to pray. Christ is praying for us right now. He prays for his people all the time, intercedes for his people. He's preparing a place for his people. He didn't just go, go up there, go ascend to his father to sit down and chill for all of eternity. He's still working. That's the thing he always told the Pharisees as well when they were accusing him of working on the Sabbath. My father works now. And so I must work. He goes to work. He goes to prepare a place. He goes to intercede. He goes to do many things. He's not just sitting there dormant by his father's side. Okay. Now, again, one reason... his ascension now he was taken up and we'll 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 get there here shortly but one reason was to return to his glory again our king reigns now many people would have rather have liked to uh, would like to go back during the time of jesus to see his earthly ministry to see jesus and see his miracles it is better that he's in heaven, it is better for us. That's what he continued to tell the disciples. As great as it would be to experience the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ on the earth, we are glorified in, the, in his investiture, in his coronation, in his kingship, in his high priestly place before the, at the right hand of God, the Father. It is better that he is there. We actually know Him greater. Remember, His whole earthly ministry, His disciples didn't know what was going on. They didn't really quite understand what He was saying. Now He has spent, he is sent a Spirit to give us eyes to see and ears to hear. So it is better that He's gone away. Now, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, it says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, He came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. This is years. This is during the captivity of Israel. And they know this is a prophet. This is is one of the great prophets, Daniel writing this about our king about our king hundreds of years before he came to earth but he knows all of the people know okay now in ephesians chapter 4 verses 7 through 10 so this is paul but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of christ's gift therefore he says this is psalm uh, 68 verse 18 when he ascended on high Again, this is in a psalm. <laughs> when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He killed death. The captive, the captivating one who, cap, who who takes us captive in death. He has led captivity captive. He has destroyed death and and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean for but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might fulfill all things. Okay, again, very briefly, secular people who don't really care for the bible and so forth you know we've we've seen the heavens of the heavens you know and there's there are certain parts where it seems to allude that you know there are kind of these three tiers right you have earth you have the heaven as the sky and then the heaven above the sky we must do away with that idea when christ was taken up into heaven it it's less of a going up into a specific location again god is omnipresent he's everywhere He's everywhere. He goes to the throne of his father, which is obviously taken out of this world. But we must not see these tears. That's not what this is. So he goes to that highest of heaven, the throne of God, that he might fill all things. That's why he's ascended. Two, a second reason, to intercede for us as our our high priest. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Again, this must be a comforting word for his people. I, you know, we, our prayers, uh, our prayers only find their power, only find their, their, their meaning by Christ's intercession. Without Christ, he does not hear your prayer. Without the intercession of our great high priest, he does not hear you. He will not hear you. He will not hear anybody except those are, who are in his son, those whom his son is interceding for. This is a, that's essential to recognize. The pagan can pray, the pagan does pray. Many fallen men and women, many unregenerate men and women pray. Pray, intercede for other people. Their prayers are not heard except through the intercessory prayer of our Savior, of our great high priest, the Son of God. Third, and this is kind of going to be the last one we consider before we talk more about this. He sent this he ascended to send the spirit of truth. Remember, and we considered the day of Pentecost. I wanted to kind of take some time, but we've kind of considered that. So I'll leave that off for now. But remember, the day of Pentecost was when the Spirit came down, as like fire. And even Jesus said, you know, just like John the Baptist had baptized you with water, you were going to be baptized with the Spirit. And remember, those flaming tongues, had come over them, and they were able to speak in different, langu- different languages. And Peter gave that wonderful sermon of Pentecost, and 3,000 men were saved that day. That was the first day of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Remember, Christ said, tarry in Jerusalem until the Spirit comes. Once the Spirit comes, go out into all Jerusalem, all Judea, to Samaria, and, the, and to the ends of the earth. So He ascended, He was taken up, that He might send the Spirit of truth for His people to give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Understanding wisdom from God for wisdom to God So John chapter 7 verse 37 through 39 on the last day the great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out saying if anyone thirsts Let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow Rivers of living water, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the first half of John. Okay, John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I but depart, I will send him to you. Luke, okay, now this is when he ascends. Luke chapter 24, verses 50 and 51. It says, and he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Okay, really quickly, let's first, I want to read. Um, a little bit of acts also because this is luke that's luke's gospel and then and then acts is also remember luke part two basically okay so starting at verse nine in chapter one because it just says in luke he led them out as far as bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them it's most likely the Aaronic blessing but remember that's what you would do he, this that's a wonderful thing and as he's blessing him he's taken up as he's blessing them you have to under, you have to put yourself there. You know, he's he's been with them for a period of forty days, teaching them all through the scriptures of why the Christ must, must had to have been crucified, had to have been buried, had to have been raised on the third day, and now he's going to return to his glory. And as he takes them out to Bethany, he lifts his hands up and starts to bless them. But it doesn't say what he says. I think. In Acts, it does say what he says. In Luke part 2, he goes back to it. And being assembled together with with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They still think this is what's going down and he said to them it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority but you shall receive i think this is the blessing but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth that is the great commission which he said just before he was taken up now Verse 9, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked, looked okay, so a cloud received him out of their sight. Remember all the clouds in the Old Testament. This is the Shekinah cloud. It's, it shows the Shekinah glory of God. God descended on a cloud on Mount Sinai when when Moses was receiving the law. Remember in the temple they would either be a pillar of cloud or, or a pillar of uh, smoke or a pillar of fire. Many clouds, many of these different clouds, but the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah cloud, came. God Himself came and took his son up, not chariots of fire, not horsemen ablaze, God the Father himself, in essence, came and took up his son to his right hand. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, okay, no, first, let me say, so. In in going back to Luke, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him. They worshiped him. Again, Elisha was heartbroken when Elijah had been taken up. Departure is a very sad thing. But he has been with them. He has been with them in enough time now to encourage them. It is better for you that I go away. And he's taken up and their first reaction isn't sorrow anymore just like Christ had said you will be full of sorrow and then it will turn to joy right that happens now he's taken up in the Shekinah cloud and they worship him right there and then continually remember in the book of Acts they continually to go go to the temple to worship to continue worshiping now through Christ however right after he's taken up they worship him. What 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 an amazing, faithful God we serve. You know, no matter how wayward, no matter how much we lack understanding, God gives us understanding. And by the time He is He's taken up, all of His disciples who, who are there have the understanding that, that it is better that He goes. And now He is to be worshipped. So so when he was taken up, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? <laughs> They're just kind of waiting. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would be a spectacular sight, right? They're kind of befuddled by this. This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven in revelation it throughout the epistles because we are going to consider god willing his his return the parousia his second coming next week however just as he went up just as he was taken up on the clouds of glory he will return in like manner not the silly little clouds that we know of no A fearful cloud most likely a dark cloud not a fun cloud it'll be great for us it will be a terrible time just like um, I believe it was Jeremiah but he he, no it was Amos he kept on he he was asking the people why do you keep on saying um, um, the day of the Lord day of the Lord day of the Lord the day of the Lord for you will be darkness you don't know the truth you don't know God you keep on looking forward to this day of the Lord, when for you this day of the Lord will be darkness. The return of Jesus Christ <coughs> is necessary. It is culmin- it begins the culmination of all things. But he's going to return ju- in just li- in like manner as he was taken up, but it will be fearful. Uh, I, I, we need to recognize that and we will make something of that point next week God willing many of the much of the church has all sorts of kind of strange ideas about the parousia um and and hopefully we can set some of those right or take some time to try anyway uh next week god willing but we we must understand also his people are not going to be spared this silly little rapture idea that we're taking up before the tribulation We've seen throughout the Bible, his people go through much tribulation. That is going to be the most terrible tribulation that his people will must endure. And they, those who endure to the end will be saved. That's what Christ said. Those who endure to the end will be saved. So, and in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Christ says, after he was taken up, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a comforting word. Lo, I am with you. I am with you even until I come again. Until until the end of days. Until the end of days. Now Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. I just kind of want to give you a glimpse into, before we consider this next week. The ascension is necessary also for his return. For his return to come down to come back on the clouds of glory, the Shekinah clouds. So Colossians chapter three verses one through four. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Remember, that's why I I tried to make the point last week with our resurrection. Our bodily resurrection awaits his coming, his second coming, the parousia. And that's what Paul is saying. When Christ, who is our life, appears, you've died to yourselves. Remember, Christ says, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. So it's not a literal dying. It's a dying to oneself, to put it very, it's oversimplistic. However, it's really a dying to the world to live with and in Christ. So when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. first, Thess- first Thessalonians Chapter four. See, I can say Thessalonians, Thessalonica. I don't know why. I get all tongue twisted. First Thessalonians, chapter four, verses sixteen through eighteen. It was in my voice. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus. We shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, therefore, again, when we see the word therefore, we must see why it's there for, what it's there for. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. For the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout. With a great shout, as though the voice of an archangel. Remember, I believe that is Him calling each one of us by name. Each one of us by name. One shout miraculously calls us all calls each one of us by name and with the trumpet of god which we'd seen last week and we will see next week god willing and the dead in christ will rise first so lazarus come forth all of our names come forth and will rise first and then then we who are alive so those those who are still alive at his coming will be taken up and, and it says that in the book of Revelation which we will consider next week God willing then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air to meet him we will all meet him as one at one time with his shout and with the trumpet of God we will all be with him in, to, in the clouds and we'll, 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 we'll talk about what that means next week And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. All this to say, we spent, you know, better part of the last few months considering Christ as King. Christ is King in many different of his offices. You know, some of his different offices, some of what many different things. All of this is necessary, but right now Right now, Christ is at the right hand of our Father, praying for us, preparing a way for us, loving us, sending the Spirit for us, knowing us, always watching over us, keeping us safe, teaching us, filling us with His wisdom, filling us with His Spirit and His truth. That's what He's doing right now. and That's not exhaustive. There's much that He's doing until... He returns, and as much as we love and adore our Savior right now, it's not worthy to be compared when we meet Him in glory, in that cloud, which begins (laughs) on that cloud with Him. Comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. We have a tendency to go out of this and just go back to the world. Comfort one another with these words. You have died for the sake of Christ. Now live in Christ. Encourage one another. Exhort each other. Bless each other by the blessing of our High Priest. Phil. fill men and women with his truth seek out the lost pray for the sick give to the needy work work for Christ until we are given that eternal rest that will not lack of any labor we won't go up there and sit and chill (laughs) but our labor will not be by the sweat of our brow any longer It will be a glorious labor. Our labor now should be glorious. Our, you know, our encouraging each other should be glorious. How is it glorious to talk about the vanities of this life, of this world, which is fleeting and passing away? How much greater is it to encourage each other, each other, every one of us, about the things of Christ and that. He is coming. He is coming soon. He is coming soon. Soon can be relative. You know, the Bible also talks about with God, a day is, or a thousand years is like a day to God. And a day is like a thousand years. So soon, you know, soon is still according to his timing. But nevertheless, it will happen in a twinkling of an eye before you know it. Before you even can... That's why we must be ready in season and out of season. Always, always, until our Savior returns and gives us a new body or restores our body, gives us a glorified body. Let's just put it that way. Gives us a glorified body and a glorified soul, immortal and incorruptible, to be with God forever and with each other, with all the saints, with all the angels, with all the glory that has been stored up in heaven within the place that Christ is preparing for us. Encourage one another. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. Though he is now invisible, though we cannot see Christ any longer, he had a time upon this earth which he could be seen, he could be touched, he could be felt. You could poke your finger in his side, if you'd like, after his crucifixion. There was a time you could touch him. There was a time he could eat right in front of you. It is far greater that he is no longer visible right now. Goes to prepare a place. We will feast at the table of our king. When we are glorified, we will. Will also sit at Christ's right hand. Encourage one another. <laughs> Encourage one another. This world is fleeting and passing away. It has great moments. It, you know, family, relationships, friendships, all of these different things. There are there is a goodness because God has created the earth, He has created the world and all that is in it. And man and women and he made us in his image so they're still good in the world but what I'm saying is much greater is the out of the world in heaven in glory encourage one another encourage one another while it's still called today exhort one another bless one another lead others to the things of Christ to the truth of God to the glory of that is to come that he might gain an immense and an infinite harvest which we will all be reaped finally on that great great day with glorified bodies glorified souls because our king reigns now he intercedes for us and he is coming not is to come he is coming that's also what he's doing now he's preparing his own way praise God let's pray father we thank you for amazing grace your providence and your work of redemption your plan of salvation which you've promised from all of eternity I pray that you give us eyes you open our eyes as Elisha had prayed for his servant, to see the chariots of fire and the horsemen surrounding us for our safety. graft us in to your bosom. Keep us close, always at your side. Be in us, that we might be in you, that we might be one, even as you are one. Father, we lift up your name on high. Join the angels and all of eternity and all the saints And praising you, now and forever. So in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sea of Fire Ministries. We hope and pray this has blessed you in your walk with God, and we hope you join us again next week. You have been listening to Sea of Fire Ministries, where the Word of God is life.